See, it all started one day when I was walking down the street. I look left and I look right thinking, how can life be so nice again? Wow, that is really close to Kavon Freighter. He picks it off and Freighter will thump it home. You're listening to The Curse Cast with David Carl and RJ Montano. David and RJ will take you through the latest recaps, news, and interviews from around New Mexico United Soccer. You can shoot us comments or questions at The Curse NM on Twitter, The Curse New Mexico on Facebook, or email the show at thecursenm at gmail.com. And now a part of the beautiful game network and recorded from the studios of ESPN Radio 1017 The Team, here's David and RJ with The Curse Cast. Hello and welcome to the Curse Cast Episode 3. We are excited to be here tonight. I'm RJ Montano, joined alongside my co-host, David Carl. And for the first time in the vast history of the Curse Cast, we are having a third co-host for today's episode. Yeah. And let's bring him in. Let us not waste any time. Well, right off the bat, so our first two episodes, if you guys have listened in with us, we had uh, head coach, technical director, Troy Lassane. He was here for a segment. It was great. Second episode, we had uh, the leading goal scorer in New Mexico United history and the second leading goal scorer in the entire USL, Santi Moir. Here He was here for a segment. We're kind of mixing up the format a little bit today. Our guest this evening is actually going to be a co-host as well. That is team owner, CEO, president, man of the hour, Peter Trevisani. Pete, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me here, guys. Um, I guess uh, co-host because I'm too long-winded and you can't fit me into 10 minutes. So. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah we, 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 we couldn't cut that short. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're excited to have Pete here. Pete, again, thank you for coming on. And uh, let's get right down to it. Uh, Pretty exciting times, as we've talked about at length here. Uh, coming off uh, second win of the season for New Mexico United, second win in history uh, against Tacoma. Pete, you were there. You were in the stadium. What was the atmosphere like? Uh, it was uh, me and one other guy. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> now, the atmosphere was, it's actually a beautiful park, and I think what they're doing long-term down at Tacoma is the right thing. They took the two-team. They moved it from Seattle you know, about an hour down to a, a smaller city, Tacoma. And I think over time, they're actually going to build a really good, strong fan base there. Um, but, you know, that's a, that can be a tough game. That could be a t- trap game because you got a, a really young team that we're going against. And we've traveled a long way. So I was really happy that we were able to pull that one out. And so speaking of a potential trap game, I mean, we can get right into the game itself. A really different look than we've seen in our previous games. For the first time in team history, uh, New Mexico United trailed and trailed early. Uh, second minute of the game, how did you feel about how the guys responded and, and what was the uh, what was the emotion right after that first goal? Well, you know, I think obviously the guys didn't come out the way they wanted to come out. I think we had talked about that as a team in the locker room before the game. Um, you know, the, the pregame wasn't as sharp as I think we'd like to see it as they'd like to see it and it showed, um, you know, letting up a goal in the first two minutes and so you know, that's not how you want to get off to any start. But I think then what we did there was responded um, and put up a tremendous amount of uh, shots, effort, uh, controlling the ball. Um, and obviously, Kavan looked a little snake bit for six out of his seven shots, but he made one count. And, you know, Ryan, uh, there's nothing like your right cheek to get your first goal. And so, 
uh, it was great to see him pull through. What a weird goal that was, too. Let's let's get in, into Ryan's goal. Manny shoots it from distance. I'd say maybe 25, 30 yards along the right side. Uh, deflects off of, I don't remember which defender it was for Tacoma, um, and then goes off of Ryan's face and into the goal just how he drew it up, huh, RJ? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> How else would Ryan get his first goal? Well, and and, then, and the question was, so I heard, I saw a lot of people uh, on social media during this game saying, well, why wasn't Ryan called offside? When the ball was played, he was past the the final defender. And and initially I thought, well, man, maybe we got away with one there. But the, the rule states that if the defender, that last defender, or, or a defender touches the ball between when that ball is played and when the the goal would be scored there, or, or I guess the goal scorer touches the ball. If he intentionally plays the ball, which he did, if you go back and watch the replay, he intentionally plays that ball. Um, didn't do it well, obviously, because it continued on. But that's no longer offside, so a bit of a break there. That's good. Uh, that's good analysis. Uh, good instant. I wish you know, if we had instant replay, you would have been all over that. So I'm glad they got it right. Um, I will say I was there. I was very, I was at goal side when uh, Kavan's first touch went in. Um, that ball looked pretty. Pretty far over the line to me, but um, yeah, you know. So I'm glad that that one uh, went our way as it should have, and and uh, really happy for Ryan. You know, uh, for he had a lot of family there, and he's been working really hard to get his first professional goal. Uh, and and uh, you know, on that team in that moment, I know he just he doesn't really care how it, how it happens. He's just happy he got it. And what Peter's talking about is there was a couple times in the uh, first half where it looked like the ball crossed the line for a goal for Kavon, and uh, it was called that it didn't cross the line, I guess. And then another just great goal scoring opportunity that was called offside. Yeah, a goal scoring opportunity that was called offside. Like you said, the the, the two shots that went over the line and and were called back. And then in addition to that. He, Kevon missed a couple, too. Uh, sent, sent one over and around the 40th minute uh, that, frankly, probably should have been a goal. As you said, Pete, snake-bitten on, on several of those, but but got the one that mattered. That's ultimately what it came down to. Yeah, and I think I think what Kevon uh, did in that game just epitomizes sports. You know, he didn't just dwell on the failures. He just kept working, hustling, grinding, uh, making sure he wasn't letting his teammates down. And uh, and then what a beautiful goal he did score, um, you know, uh, in uh, I don't know was it the seventy seventh minute, yep. yeah, and uh, uh, a beautiful goal, and and uh, I was very happy for him and for the whole team. And the pass from Santi on that as well, and that seventy. So Santi comes down the left side as Santi always does, um, but instead of he, it would have been really simple, a simple ball for Santi to play feet there. Uh, he had kind of an open lane to do so, but instead decided to chip it. Uh, Beautifully, I might add, and Kavon kind of took a step back away from goal to get some power on it, and power that passed the goalkeeper was is really well done. Uh, from again, the leading scorer for New Mexico United getting the assist there it was really nice to see. And the second leading scorer, fifth in the uh, USL, Kavon put it away, just nicely tapped it in, well, powered it in, and there we go. That's the two-one uh, victory. And Pete, you mentioned kind of. Uh, a bit of statistical domination for for United uh, in this in this game. Twenty two to eight in total shots, uh, five to three in shots on goal. Um, I will say uh, we've got a bit of an issue, I think, with with cards at this point. We are the most penalized team yeah, in lead the USL <laughs> in yellow cards. We do, and Kavon tied for the league lead as an individual with three so far. Uh, maybe not all of them as deserved. Uh, I think the one at Phoenix was a little bit soft. Anything at Phoenix was soft. <laughs> the, the officiating there was uh, left. Let's just say left something to be desired, as we've talked about. But uh, but again, a solid win. Um, Far from home, uh, the farthest I think we go from home in the USL uh, in the Western Conference. I, I I think geographically, Tacoma's probably the farthest we go. I would imagine. Um, so exactly. good to get the win there. 
Um, and I guess now we, we look ahead. Uh, RGV uh, coming up. Uh, what are your thoughts initially on that, Pete? Yeah, I think um, obviously RGV's uh, off to a bit of a slow start, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see some uh, players from the Houston Dynamo um, being called in for that game and, um, you know, getting uh, – you know, coming in. So here's the thing in the USL, there are no easy games. There's no weeks off or games off. You got to, you got to get after it and not just for a half or 70 minutes, you got to get after it for all 90 minutes plus. And, um, and soccer is a funny sport. You can get 22 shots and you can get two goals. You can get no goals. So uh, you just have to show up and bring maximum effort every single game. Are you going to get beat? Yeah, I think that's, Fair to say, I mean, top to bottom, RGV right now, for the time being, is at the bottom of the standings in the Western Conference. Um, and and I will say uh, something that bodes well for us moving forward. Uh, they've played three teams that we've played. Uh, and two of those three teams we beat, one of those teams we drew against. Uh, they lost to all three. Um, so that that does bode well. Um, their, their one draw was uh, against El Paso, who obviously we've not played yet, but they lost 1-0. Uh, to Tacoma, they lost two nil to Fresno and two one to Tulsa. Now everybody except us has lost to Tulsa so far, but I would say that bodes well. I mean, you can only compare so much when the teams only played uh, five matches in their history, um, and only again only five this year. So head to head, I mean, I think it it bodes well moving forward for us. But as you said, even though they're at the bottom of the standings right now, small sample size one, and there's no such thing as an easy game in this conference. That's pretty much wide open as far as scoring goes. Yeah, I, I think I think that's right, and you know we'll we'll see um, when the lineups come out Thursday night exactly who's going to be playing in that game, and it's a, it's a long trip. It may not be geographically the longest, but it's it's a couple C plane ride and a bus ride, um, and uh, but we're going to be ready and and come out and uh, get out there, and you know our goal is to get three points, and uh, and I know we're ready to, to to come out. We we the injury bug's been slowing down for us, and you know hopefully we're getting our legs under us, and we'll put in a good showing. Yeah, absolutely. United has had a couple different lineups due to injuries and stuff like that, but it looks like they're playing really cohesive together. So I think that bodes well, even if uh, RGV gets a couple Dynamo players for the night. They're playing against a very cohesive team five games in uh, that that should put up some numbers. I, I really think that United has as an advantage going into this match. So so speaking of kind of having, uh, whether it be a smaller roster, uh, I saw something that was a little cryptic on, on Instagram today from our boy Ken Akamatsu. Uh, he said on, on his Instagram, I'm back. <laughs> And he, you, he you, said that. He said that. He Ken, said you that. Gotta call in. We got to clarify. All right, we got to clarify with Ken Akamatsu. I hope. I hope we see him soon. You yeah. know, Ken and Ethan. And, I mean, we we've got some players who we have not seen yet, um, for one reason or another, um, and, and hope to see them soon. That's right. I mean, Brucey, yeah, Ken, Ethan, three tremendous players. We've, uh, you know, we there's been issues with um, they're all they're all foreigners from Japan, England, uh, South Africa. So we're working through some visas issues that um, we hadn't seen before, uh, and we are hopeful that they will be back um, maybe as soon as this game, if not this game, definitely for for the uh, for the game after back home against uh, Real Salt Lake. But three tremendous players. They all bring something to the pitch. They all bring something to the team. They've handled themselves so well. I mean, imagine the frustration. You're not injured. You're ready to go, and paperwork's holding you back from from uh, you know from from continuing on your dream. It'll be Kenny's first time in the pros. Uh, I think maybe for Abrusi as well, his first touch as, as a pro. 
Um, so um, we're really excited to see them out there. I think people are going to love what these three guys bring. All bring different things, and, and they're outstanding. And so, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say you you just mentioned this uh, something you haven't seen before. I don't think you've seen anything like this before. Uh, not really a, a long history of owning a sports franchise. So, <laughs> what's been that learning curve? Ooh, God. Um, I think I think. Um, you're right. I uh, I don't have any pro sports experience, nor do any of our other you know senior uh, members of the team, and and um, and and uh, over half of our uh, of our corporate teams uh, women, which is unco- you know it's not common to see um, such a heavily um, a heavy gr- grouping of women in a sports team, and so but that was just that's because not because we designed it that way. That's been a residual of the process of getting the right people, and I think it just shows that we're building more than a sports team. Um, and we're doing this with um, as much heart as we are head, and uh, and so it's been very humbling. Um, I we've made mistakes, we've made some big mistakes, um, and uh, we've gotten some things right. And and the, the key for us is we just got to come out every single day and re-earn the the entire trust of this state, um, and make sure that we're united every single day that we're doing this. And if we if we stay true to that mission, I think we're going to do great things for uh, for a long time as as a state and as a team. You mentioned, you know, that kind of that message of unity and how that's that's kind of been not kind of it has been the message from day one kind of reciprocating that, though, from the fans to the club. I mean, what was we haven't talked about this on the air. I know we have talked about this in person, but let's let's go back to, to match day one. We haven't talked about this since, uh, you know, 13,000 fans at Isotope Stadium and and not just sit on your hands fans. Um, what was that like? I mean, you've been putting your heart and soul into this for a heck of a long time. What was it like to see that? Yeah, you're going to make me cry again, <laughs> David. Um, but that's what it was like, you know, um, to to not just see the people. I mean, it was amazing that so many people came out uh, for a, a team that that they didn't really know anything about, um, and then and then to see everyone wearing the black and the yellow in one form or another. And then, and then to see the reception the team got when it came out to the field, and and when there was a foul, to see six or seven hundred people stand up and scream, um, and the flags waving, and and what you guys did in the curse, um, what you guys brought on opening night, your march around the stadium, and the energy you brought. I mean, it was just this this continuous loop of positive energy that just kept feeding on itself um, and into this crescendo, and and uh, and so. God, I just felt so much gratitude that day um, that people um, decided to say yes. And, and by saying yes, we've created something together that's unparalleled, unmatched, and is, is unbounded in terms of where it can go. Well, just in that in that first match, uh, we saw you down in the front row with us in the curse. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we saw you on the field. We saw pictures of you up in the press box. Uh, you were on the concourse. You were kind of everywhere. So you were a politician that night. Yeah, you. It, it seems like you might not have fell, fallen asleep for a few days after that. I definitely kissed a few babies. Um, <laughs> I did not tattoo any babies. Uh, <laughs> that was I like that that April first. Spe- oh, okay. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, Jerry Renau, uh, uh, an avid curse member. Friend of the show, friend of ours, uh, is I believe at this moment getting his New Mexico United tattoo. Outstanding, yeah, outstanding. So um, shout out to Jerry. Yeah, Jerry, bring it, man. I can't wait to see it. Come by the office. 
I think we should, uh, depending on where you have it, maybe have the whole team <laughs> sign that appendage. It's on his ass. No, I'm just kidding. Let's it's go not. sign that ass. And, and the other cheek, too, I think uh, we should get uh, we should get his whole body signed by the team in a Sharpie so he can expand on that tattoo. I love it. I love it. But So so let's let's get back. Again, we that, that first match, uh, 13,000. Uh, you know, we end up with the draw there. It was an incredible atmosphere. Um, we move forward, and we go on the road to Phoenix. Um, and I, so I was having a conversation with Lucas Cash, uh, a member of member of the front office again, another friend of the curse. Uh, about you know we've interacted a lot, Pete, uh, since the team uh, before the team was announced, even um, before United had a name. And I told Lucas the other day, I said my favorite my favorite Pete interaction was when we were in Phoenix. And obviously, there's three goals uh, on either side. Pete goes down to the field uh, to watch the game because well, Pete's the owner and he gets to go down to the field and watch the game. Every time we score a goal, Pete's like, oh, I got to get up there. I got to be with my people. And he's he celebrating with us yes. every single goal. You were, well, you, it's, it's, it was just so great to see you run up the, the steps. Flash. Yeah, I mean, you and were up there you went there to celebrate with us. And that, that was really cool to see. I got to tell you, from a fan perspective, uh, it, is, it is beyond cool to see an owner, team, president, CEO, whatever, whatever title you prefer. But it, it's, it's, not, it's not bullshit. You know, it's, it's not just, you know... It feels genuine. It feels like you're part of the curse. It feels like you're part of it, um, and it's—I mean, it, you care, and it, and it's it's evident to the fans. And and I can tell you, we really appreciate it. Well, I, I appreciate that and, and what you guys do. And look, I never thought I was going to own a sports team. You know, I I worked in finance for a long time, and when I stopped working and I thought about what I wanted to do, owning a sports team wasn't wasn't on the list. But creating positive outcomes for people. Um, was for, for you know trying to make a change besides maybe just sitting on a board or doing charity work, which is phenomenal. I mean, we need we need more of that. Um, so, all I would say is, as I've as I've kind of dove into this, not really knowing exactly what it'd be like, and as I've gotten to this point where I sit here today, like I, I'm fulfilling a dream I didn't even know I had, and and I get evangelical when I talk about this team. It just it like right now I can feel it in my belly. It's warming up. And it's just coming up through my lungs. And that's how I feel about this team. That's how I feel about this state. That's how I feel about every person um, that's been a part of it. You guys, people that I'm meeting on the street, car, cars that are honking their horn. And we're just getting started. Right. Just getting started. Well, to that end, uh, I'll get you one of, our, one of our listener questions from Lindsay Allen on Facebook. She asked, why did you want to bring professional soccer to New Mexico? And I don't want to expand on that a little bit. You, for those who don't know, Pete, you were an American football guy. I mean, you played, you played college football for Boston College. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, and, and I mean, I'm sure a million things happened between you playing football for Boston College and, and owning a professional soccer team in New Mexico. But, but why? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably, it is a long-winded question. Uh, and, no, it's actually a short question, long answer. But um, I did play American football, so I understood the power of sports. But to be honest, as I've kind of gone through life, although my kids play soccer and play sports, and I love the power of sport, you know, my interests were, were multifaceted into things, um, into fitness and starting things and, and even uh, immersive theater and, and a journey with Meow Wolf. And so, mm. you know, it, it really was when I was trying to think about what I wanted to do next and I thought about what can I do to make an impact, and I just saw that this that soccer, unlike any other sport in this world, has the amazing power to bring people together, Amen. no matter how divided they are. Yeah, and you can have ten people side by side that speak ten different languages, pray to ten different gods, um, you know, look, smell different, eat different foods. Yet, why for those ninety minutes? 
they are in perfect communication watching this game of soccer and and that's what we need this this soccer team um, can bring people together uh, i I loved you know I loved that the last game <clears throat> there was a moment where I looked down and there was a foul and I saw this guy stand up and he was in a suit um, you know dressed like in a blazer and right next to him was a, a, a woman with, with blue hair and they were both yeah. And they didn't come together. They just happened to be sitting next to each other. You could kind of tell that. And they both stood up, and I see them both pointing at the ref and kind of yelling and screaming. And then they turn to each other, and they start having a conversation. That's awesome. You know, that, I mean, I was like, we can just stop right now and declare victory because that's what we're, what we're after. It's happening, and, and there's more of that to come. And, and we're such a, a, a diverse state, a multifaceted state. Uh, I think that from day one, the, the I mean, the founder's scarf, the red scarf, it said unity on it. I mean, that was the message from day one until obviously we became New Mexico United. Um, I think it rings so true here because we are such a, a diverse state, um, I think it's fair to say. Well, yeah, and I, I kind of want to know, uh, you, you were doing the financial investment management before before this, uh, investing in Meow Wolf, another big just New Mexico thing and now United what what did you see in New Mexico why New Mexico what what did you see that that kind of led you on this path yeah man I saw you RJ and I saw you David I saw I saw the most beautiful people in the world that I saw people that know how to live where the head and the heart meet and and I think there's nothing like New Mexico I think we physically it's amazingly beautiful but emotionally this is a extremely powerful state every time i met meet a person in new mexico i come away feeling a special connection and i you know but i've always carried a sense that it's very fragmented and people live in very small sections and and yet they carry so much positive energy so if we could just figure out a way to connect these pockets of people and the positivity that they bring i know that together it's just going to be unstoppable and i think we're just seeing the beginning of that happening have you had a favorite moment so far i mean was it opening night was it the first win was it devin's first goals was it phoenix what what was your do you have a favorite moment so far you know i i think there's a lot i, I think I think, uh, you know, one thing maybe a little bit more behind the scenes, because I did love everything you just said. I mean, believe me, Devin scoring that first goal. I mean, come on, man. That's poetic. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, that's that's like right in the movies. You can't make that up. Um, but I, I'll say a couple things that maybe people didn't see quite as much. Um, one was that after the first game, um, the locker room, even though we got a point uh, and a tie, very disappointed, felt like a loss. I could see that. That every player and that and every coach and, and myself, we kind of even though it was a great moment, we also felt like we let let everyone down, um, especially the way we came out in the second half and let up that goal. Um, and so that that's made a statement to me that the players are, even though I already knew it, totally bought in. Mm -hmm. This is their team. And then when we did get the win um, against Tulsa and we're in the locker room, the celebration was incredible just incredible like it felt like we had just won the championship and it was all this energy coming in the players hugging celebrating and i turned to coach lasane i said hey troy's like is it like this after every win <laughs> and he's like no it's not and um and you know and the win at tacoma was great but nothing like like the energy and the explosive explosiveness so that just said to me that that this isn't just new mexicans and players like our players they're feeling at home they're feeling that energy, mm -hmm. and they're totally bought in. I mean, RJ and I have talked for the last two weeks. Something we've mentioned in both episodes, if I remember correctly, was that these guys, um, 
and they haven't been here that long. Tony uh, made that message on social media last week talking about how he already is – I mean he loves New Mexico. These guys are already part of the community. And and what I initially said last week was these guys feel like they're part of the community. And RJ corrected me. He said, no, they are part of the community. They're already, they're already in. They're already part of this and the community has embraced them. And it's – God, it's cool to see. Yeah, and seeing them tour New Mexico is, is fantastic. Santi said he's been down to White Sands. Uh, we saw pictures of him at Ten Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- just this week, we saw pictures of them out at uh, Sky City, out in Acoma. Mm-hmm. So they're taking advantage of being here. They're not just kind of staying in their apartments or wherever they're staying and waiting for the next game or, or preparing for the next match. They are, they're, they're living life here, and it's great to see them just in the community taking pictures with fans. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I need to hang out with them more so I can go to some of these places. <laughs> they, they explore more than I so do. We, yeah. we had uh, the 13,000 the first game, 8,000 at the second game, uh, and three road matches that you've been on. Uh, mm-hmm. What are you hearing from the around the league about what New Mexico United's doing? Well, there's... Um there's definitely a lot of buzz. Um, you know, we, you know, number one in attendance, um, you know, our jersey uh, just kind of blew the the roof off of uh, the USL, not just the USL. I think we got a lot of attention, you know, across the country and in other countries across the world. Yeah. And I think that's just getting started. We're starting starting to see that jersey popping up uh, at music festivals and at the, you know, X game type events um, unprovoked by, by athletes and, and musicians. So, um, I think the league um, really likes it because I think after you know it's not just the attendance. What they're showing is that it you know soccer can be so important to a community. Soccer can be embraced, um, and what they want to see are more teams that that come into the league that that bring that passion and energy. And I think you see what's going on in El Paso, and they're they're also doing very well. Austin sold out their first game, so I think a lot of these new franchises are are doing it in a way that really. Um, is bringing people together. It's it's benefiting the, the the sport, the entire USL, and and I'm glad that we're an early leader. And and um, and I don't ever really expect that to change. I mean, we are gonna win. All right, I think we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back uh, with a fun little game. I think that uh, RJ's probably gonna lose to Pete here. Uh, right after this, we're right back with more of the Curse Cast. Looking for a great place to catch Premier League, MLS, and USL games? Star Brothers Brewing is your family-friendly destination to catch all your favorite soccer matches. Star Brothers is also home to your official New Mexico United watch parties with a Curse Supporters Group. Get 15% off your ticket when you show your Curse membership card. Star Brothers Brewing is located at 700 San Antonio Drive in the Northeast Heights, just east of I-25 on San Antonio. You can find Star Brothers on Facebook or Instagram or visit starbrothersbrewing.com. Watching the one hit wonder on my TV screen Said how his good looks and his groovy beats are gonna help you move your beats in All right, welcome back to the Curse Cast. We're coming to you from the studios of ESPN Radio 1017, the team here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, alongside with uh, David Carl and team owner, president, Peter Trevisani. Peter, thank you so much for making the time to come out here with us. Hey, thanks, guys. It's, this is awesome. All right, time for your uh, your rude welcome now, Pete. Uh, we're going to – last week, if you guys listened in, uh, RJ and I did a fun little game. Uh, oh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it. Um, so we uh, – again, I, I, I've – 
kind of been a soccer lifer. RJ is 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 new to the sport, but is learning a ton and is really enjoying the hell out of it. So we took some terms that I uh, I had known for a little while because I've watched, but maybe RJ wasn't quite as familiar with them. Soccer terms, right? Yeah, I did not have a clean sheet last week. I was at the bottom of the table. <laughs> but you learned clean sheet. No, you knew that one. Bottom of the table. Yeah, yeah I did not know the table. I thought that was the box. That was. All right, so we're doing a little a little slight variation on this. We're going to call this one Beat the Boss. <laughs> and uh, so what we're going to do, uh, I'm going to give each of you, RJ and Pete, five, see if we want to go a little further, but maybe five uh, USL teams. You have a list in front of you of all the teams in the USL, 38 teams in the championship. I am going to name a supporters group, and you guys are going to tell me which supporters group, which team rather, that supporters group supports. Does that make sense? So, for example, we'll do an example. Let's say if I said, um, let's use one I'm not actually going to use. If I said Red Fury. Phoenix. Phoenix Phoenix Rising. Why wouldn't you use that one? Uh, because it's it's too easy, guys. Oh my! It's God. too easy. Are you kidding? <laughs> you just reduced by a third the ones that I know. <laughs> Another third is sitting in this room. So yeah. All right. All right. So uh, all right. who wants to go first? That's that's the man of the hour. All right, Pete, you're up first. You ready for this? It's not Phoenix. All right, it is not Phoenix. Um, number one, the Coopers. The Coopers should be Louisville. That is Louisville City. Oh, ding, ding, ding. That's ding. correct. One for Pete. One for Pete. <laughs> All right, you ready, RJ? Let's go. All right, let's get one. Hold on, let me get a good one here. Let's go with the Stampede. The Stampede. And you can, look, you can look at that list. I'm going to look at the you. list here. Uh, I'm going to guess it's the Texas team. Okay. And I'm going to go with RGV. That's correct. No. Oh. oh. I was not expecting both of you to get the first one right. Well me done. All right, one for one on both of you. All right. You ready to go, Pete? I'm ready. One I'm to one. I'm feeling intimidated. All right. Number two for you, Brickyard Battalion. Brickyard, I'm going to say that's going to be Midwest. Mm, how much time do I have? Uh, a reasonable amount of time for radio. Okay. I'd say Brickyard <laughs> is going to be, I'm going to go Indy 11. That's correct. Come on. Whoa. Two for two for Peter Trevisani. All right. RJ. The Six Shooters. Oh, the Six Shooters. That's our friends down in El Paso. Yeah, down in Smell Paso. That's correct. Yes, sir. Then that's two for a, two. I believe that's a brace for me. That's a, that is a brace. <laughs> you guaranteed me you were going to give me that one. Did I? Did I say that? Uh, you hinted. <laughs> There's, all right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Trailheads. Okay. That, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to drag it out. That's Colorado. There you go. Three for three for Pete. RJ. All right, this one's a little tougher. The Roadies. And I want you to think about it. It matches with a team, matches with a city. The roadies. The roadies. It makes sense with a city. The the city that the team is in. I'm going to guess, and I think this is wrong. Well, I know this is wrong. I was going to say Tampa Bay, but they're the rowdies. It is not Tampa Bay. It's Nashville. Get it? It's, it's, it's music city. On the road again. You got it? roadies. You got the you got roadies. Oh, go with musicians. You always it. get roadies. Uh, travel with musicians. I, I music did, city. I didn't get that at all. I was, all right, thinking, so I was thinking Route sixty six or something. I was yeah. thinking singing on the road again. I just couldn't figure out what city was in that song. Well, two for three, RJ. All right, Pete. Let's get you one here. Uh, let's go with Jack's Militia. Jacks. <laughs> and, and then that's one I know. Oh, Come is on. it? <laughs> Jack's Militia. Um. You know what? I'm going to go with my top of the list, Atlanta United 2. 
It is not. It is not Atlanta United 2. Uh, that would be the Charlotte Independents, our friends oh, in Charlotte. Man. Oh, man. Sorry, Troy. The Soccer Goose. The Soccer, yeah. He's That's a- why I know that is oh, because of the, the uh, Talking Jacks podcast. All right. So, Pete, you're three for four. RJ, you are two for three. This is your opportunity to uh, to even the, even the score here. The Steel Army. Pittsburgh. That's correct. All right. It's a little bit of a trick. A little bit of a trick. Could have been Bethlehem Steel. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. There actually are a couple trick questions in here that I've opted not to give you guys. Uh, So I'll actually give you one of those, just a a little fun thing. The East End Army. This is for either one of you. It's not for points, but the East End Army. It's a trick question. Well, I I guess if it's a trick, we got to go out west. Yeah, I was going to say Sacramento. It's an Eastern Conference team. Let me give you that. It's an Eastern Conference team. What's the trick? I'll I'll explain it after you get it wrong. What do you think, RJ? I'm... I, I think Hartford. Okay. Mm, I don't think I, I don't. I don't think they're that clever there. I think um, <laughs> I'd say Red Bulls too. Uh, no, uh, both of those are wrong. The answer is Bethlehem Steel, and I'll tell you why it's a trick question. Because the East End Army was the first was the supporters group when the Bethlehem Steel were created. But when Bethlehem Steel moved, they're no longer in Bethlehem. They are now in Chester, just outside of PA. Uh, the East End Army no longer. They don't have a team. They're a supporters group without a team, is what oh. they call themselves, um, which is kind of sad. Can we invite them out here? Yeah, come join us. Yeah, join us, East End Army. Somos Unidos. That's right. And then the other, the other trick question uh, uh, was a team. Uh, excuse me, a supporters group called Rampage. Ooh, I feel like that feels like like one of the Oklahoma or Texas the Rampage. They're angry. What do you think, Arjun? I was gonna go with Austin, another Texas team. Sounds like something. I was gonna be gonna go Oklahoma. It's New York Red Bulls 2. Oh, oh. And uh, the reason that's a trick question is because that supporters group, as far as I've been able to tell, no longer exists. I've searched, I've searched, I've searched, I've done a lot of Google uh, searches. You search, know, I, I don't believe you right now. I don't believe they're making it up. That's, I mean, just, that's, just making it up. I, it's a good point because a lot of these a lot of these teams have multiple teams, you know. Yeah. Like, are you talking about the official, the unofficial? Like- well, for example, to, to that example, the Tulsa Roughnecks have three supporters groups. They've got... The Rustabouts, which I probably mispronounced. Uh, my favorite, maybe my favorite supporters group is the Lunatics. They've got a little hot dog as their as their like their mascot. They love hot dogs and bolo ties. That's their thing. <laughs> I love that. That's I, I'm all about that. I, I if I was in Tulsa, I would join that supporters group. And then the Wrench Maidens. They've got three. They're great. That's awesome. All right. So you guys ready to get back down into it? You guys each have one left. You guys are tied. Peter. Yeah. The regiment. So militia oriented. Um, mm, St. Louis. It's incorrect. But I mean, how do you know? I mean, just it, maybe they have one called the Regiment St. Louis. Well, St. Louis uh, has the St. Luligans, which I was not going to give because that'd be a little, a little too tough, a little too easy. I think uh, it's Charleston Battery. God, you in the East Coast? It's a problem. <sighs> All right, RJ. This is for the win. This is big, and, I, and he's <laughs> Pete is Pete is trying to distract he's right now. Distracting me. The shirt has come off. <laughs> <laughs> come on, baby, come and get it. All right, little Italian love. You ready for this? Let's go. The Battleborn Brigade. Battleborn Brigade. And you're right. There are a lot of kind of military. Miss it. Swope Park. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. It's incorrect. Uh, it is Reno 1868 F. I, you know, I should have guessed that. That's uh, kind of something that Nevada uses. Nevada Reno, the, the Battleborn. Mm-hmm. Battleborn, right. 
All right, so now here's what we're going to do, because we are tied at three apiece. I think three apiece. Uh, I'm going to name a supporters group. The first one of you to tell me the right team is our winner. Fire Squad. Fire Squad, North Carolina. San Antonio. Keep going. LA Galaxy. Real Monarchs. Keep going. Sacramento. Ottawa. <laughs> Keep going. Atlanta and the United Team. Ve- it's not Vegas. Uh-uh. Hartford. Keep going. Fresno Memphis. Foxes. Fresno Foxes is the answer. I was just dragging. I knew that. <laughs> Peter Trevisani RJ, give it up, wins in overtime. Right, here we go. Well done. Well done. All right, so the final score of 4-3. to three. A close match. You guys knew more than I expected you to know. I think you, you Archie some, let me win. Some tricks. I did not let you win. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am very brand new to soccer, which is is one of the uh, questions that we kind of got here. You, mm-hmm. we, people know that you played f- American football, yep. which is your favorite football. Oh, well, favorite know football. your audience, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> which is your favorite football? <laughs> oh come on, guys! I'm 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 in I'm in love right now. Are yeah. you kidding me? I've, I've just got the eyes are just twinkling every 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 day. It's like nothing we've ever experienced. Any of us have ever experienced. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to mention my favorite supporters group name, by the way, is the Electric Company for Las Vegas Lights. That's so cool. That is good. Las Vegas Lights Electric Company. That's so cool. Shout out to them. That's a cool name. They I do like some that a lot. cool stuff, and you know, and they they uh, they definitely experiment out there. And we're going, by the way. Oh, that's that you're putting it very nicely. By the way, they they do some crazy shit out there. Uh, but we are going. RJ and I have our tickets. Yeah, uh, David and I have been. Uh, yeah. we've been talking a lot, so we, we've been convincing each other. All these away matches that we're going to head to. So we've got a lot of uh, trips coming up. Here. We're, going, we're staying. We're going to Vegas. Uh, I believe we're staying at the uh, the Orleans. Okay. Yeah. It's nice. Do it. Comfortable. I like, I like the Orleans. Floor they have, somewhere for they have a rooftop pool. What's going on over there? That's all we need. A rooftop pool and Done. have a, have some uh, some mai tais and we'll be good. But anyway, right. so so that was uh, your answer was uh, was. Was football? It was your answer. Absolutely, we're going with football. That's what I thought. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's take another quick break, real quick. We'll come back with some more listener questions that we had uh, submitted for for Peter, and we'll also get to the good, the bad, and the ugly of this week in New Mexico United Soccer. Woohoo! Looking for a great place to catch Premier League, MLS, and USL games? Star Brothers Brewing is your family-friendly destination to catch all your favorite soccer matches. Star Brothers is also home to your official New Mexico United watch parties with a Curse Supporters Group. Get 15% off your ticket when you show your Curse membership card. Star Brothers Brewing is located at 700 San Antonio Drive in the Northeast Heights, just east of I-25 on San Antonio. You can find Star Brothers on Facebook or Instagram or visit starbrothersbrewing.com. Welcome back into the Curse Cast. I am joined by my co-host RJ Montano, as always, and not as always, uh, the team owner, president, CEO of New Mexico United, Peter Trevisani, joining us. Pete, let's get to some uh, some listener questions if you're up for it. Yeah, baby. All right, we're going to start with Ren, uh, who is at Corin Aaron Two on Twitter. He says, "Has the team performed up to your expectations, and have the fans as well? What was your goal of the month for April as well?" Um, and how does the plan can the team rather plan to continue to interact with the community? What can we do to support the fans? So let's it's four questions in mm-hmm. one. So let's start with uh, how's the team performed above expectations? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd ask you guys. What do you think, RJ? I think it's well above expectations. What yeah, do you think? I mean, I mean, just considering. I mean, there were four expansion teams in 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 USL this year. Uh, 
again, very small sample size, but we are outperforming each of them on the pitch. Um, off the pitch, I mean, it's been an incredible atmosphere, as we've already talked about. Uh, the team is involved in the community. I mean, these are these are the kind of the the metrics I think we as fans would set for a new club, and I I would argue that that the team has blown them away, Pete. Yeah, yeah. I look. I think I don't. <clears throat> winning is definitely a big part of what we're doing. We don't we don't put that at the forefront because. Um, you know, it's not about winning or losing any, any individual game, but we're trying to represent, we are representing New Mexico at the highest level. And so we brought in a team, we brought in a coach and brought in a team that, that has the ability to perform well on the field. It's, it's a little bit of an older team, um, and more experienced, more experienced in terms of thank you. Um, but I think, uh, I think that's paying off, but at the same time, they've many of them have only been playing together for about sixty days. So, yeah. I, so I think there's there's a lot more to come off the field. I think that they're these are amazing human beings. Yes. I've you know spent time getting to know each of them um, uh, as individuals, and they all come from different places, and they they all have different uh, you know backgrounds and interests, and but they they unite and come together in soccer. But you know there's there's you know Justin Smith. That guy can beatbox. He can play the piano. <laughs> I saw his the video of him playing the piano at Meow Wolf. It was amazing. Just jumped in and did that. I mean, I just happened to turn my camera on. You know, that was about two in the morning. We were doing the uh, Meow Wolf video shoot, um, and I just saw that. And 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 so you just see the multitudes that that these players bring. And um, uh, uh, you know, I went into Humble Coffee last week, and um, I look up up on the the second level there. And there's uh, Salim Muhammad reading a book that had to be 2,000 pages long, and, and he was like, <laughs> I love "No Sully. picture, no pictures." And and he was like, you know, about 1,800 pages in, and and that's how he was spending his free time, you know, out in the community reading a book in a that's coffee great. shop. So I just I love these guys. These these, these young men are amazing. Um, Josh Suggs is a super leader for them, and mm-hmm. and uh, they're doing great. I I, I do have to say, uh, these guys, and I know I'm, I'm echoing a lot of what you just said, but. It would have been really easy for Troy to just go and handpick the guys who he thought, this guy's talented, this guy's talented, this guy's talented. And he has, don't get me wrong. He's picked in, brought in very talented guys, but he's done so much more than that. And it's evident uh, from the moment you meet these guys. And it's to a man. It's not just some of these players are are great and some of them not so much. These these guys, again, we've talked about them being involved in the community, but they they care. And, and he's brought in high-character guys. And we talked to Troy a little bit about that in the first episode. Um, and he said that was that was intentional. I mean, that's not something that you do on accident, not with this success rate. I mean, 100% of the guys, and we've had the opportunity to talk to all of them, and, and they are here because they care. Uh, they are involved in the community, and, and they're genuinely good dudes, which is awesome to see. Yeah, I mean, and they're they're outgoing too. Uh, last week, there's some videos showing them at different high schools here around Albuquerque mm-hmm. and getting the different student sections to scream "Somos Unidos" and that just incredible how fun loving they are. How they're they're excited to be out in the community. They want to show, I guess, the kids that this is a thing you could do. This is something you could do. We want to be part of the community. This is a fun way to do this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, the second part of, of uh, Ren's question there is your goal of the month. What was your favorite goal that we've had so far? We've had 10 so far. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking personal goals. I was like, you know, did I not eat gluten? <laughs> uh, you know, what are we talking about? Um, look, I, they're like children. I love them all. <laughs> you got 10 that, kids. That being said, <laughs> uh, 
No, that being said, uh, I think if I had to really truly pick a favorite, it was it was goal number one, just Devin Sandoval, just the just the way it developed. Um, the type of goal it was, the type of person Devin is, and then the celebration. You know, when you see the pictures of the way that team came together, and like you could just you could just see the whole team was like, of course, Devin got it. And Everyone so in the stadium happy. thought that. Yeah, everyone. And and uh, not you know, De- Devin's known for a lot of goals around the net, like his header, um, his second goal, and and he's amazing like that. He's got an amazing instinct, but but to hit a banger like that, uh, wow, what a start. Yeah. And uh, the final part of Ren's question, uh, what can fans do to support the team more? Um, first of all, fans, supporters, amazing. Just, I, you know, it's humbling the way everyone has kind of leaned in and, and said yes. And, and there's still so many people in New Mexico that haven't been to a game yet. Right. Um, so what I would just say is um, continue to be welcoming. Um, there, there's people who are going to be coming that uh, don't really have not interacted in, with soccer before. They're they're looking to you uh, for leadership in that. Um, you know, I think uh, you know, show them the way, show them the the New Mexico United way, show them what it means to be part of the United. And um, you know, one thing that we do need to make sure is that we're always being res- respectful. We want to be the loudest fans. We want to, you know. Um, we want to be crazy, but we want to make sure we're we're respectful and in the language we're using, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and and that's always important to to remember that uh, we don't want anyone to feel offended there because this is all about bringing people together. Yeah, and and that's something to to your greater point, Pete. Uh, we we talked about in, in game one um, at home again, an amazing atmosphere. Uh, there was a phrase used by some people in the supporters section that was uh, is is commonly. Uh, believed to be homophobic and and we won't we won't tolerate that uh and i i was really impressed by the the team coming out against that as well um and i i think it was i think it was fantastic yeah. um, and it, it, and i can tell you to, from game one to game two it was significantly smaller and we hope that continues yeah i i think so i just think it's um you know i don't i don't i like to believe that it's not a malicious thing it's more of a legacy term yes, and but we have to kind of evolve and the language i used when i was 12 years old um, that was common isn't used today, and the, and the language that we're using today, uh, or our twelve-year-olds are using today, won't be used fifty years from now. We're always progressing and evolving, and with reflection. But I think we need to just we just need to try to do better. There's a lot of things we can do to get our point across, and so I, I appreciate the effort that you guys have made to uh, to keep that uh, you know in check. And and uh, look, we're going to have pride on the pitch night. You know, if we're really getting specific, um, which you can't wait for. We're gonna have, we're gonna have Tifo for that. We're gonna be on ESPN. Yeah. We're going to not be on ESPN Plus or ESPN3. We're going to be on ESPN News. So we're going to be on free TV in front of hundreds of thousands of people representing our state. There's going to be so many people that are going to be watching that game that don't know a thing about New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to show them the passion that we have and how we do it right on that night. It's going to be, it's going to be mind-blowing. We are beyond thrilled for that game. Yeah. Uh, so we got another question uh, from Jacob Terrell. This is a fantastic question. question. This is a great question. Um, uh, Episode one, we had Coach Lesane on, and he kind of told us that you had someone else or some other people in mind for the job before he got to you. (laughs) And we're not asking you who. Yeah, we're not going to ask you who. Even though I want to know who, but it's fine. (laughs) Uh, The question from Jacob is, is what in that conversation made you give Troy another look? Oh, boy. Um, Thank God um, Troy and I connected. Uh, He is so the right guy for what we're doing here yeah. um and we're so the right place for him to to bring all you know what he's been hoping and dreaming for himself and so 
uh, I'm very thankful. I don't think it's a coincidence. Um, so I would say that it was when I talked to Troy and we had our conversation, I was very far down the road um, with another candidate. Um, and, uh, you know, a, a good person, um, well, you know, tremendous track record. Um, you couldn't ask for a, a better resume. Just tell um, me it wasn't Eric Wanalda. Please tell me it wasn't him because he would not have fit here. Yeah, and, and Eric's Eric's great, but uh, anyway, Eric continue. has a good home, and, um, and <laughs> we can't but, wait to go there and beat him. <laughs> absolutely. Yep. Um, so here's here's the thing: is it was going to be a safer way, and um, when I talked to Troy, what I realized is Troy was exactly in it, like what he he was exactly like me. He just had this passion and desire uh, to build something. What I recognized in him was that. All Troy was lacking was was a chance, and that people weren't taking a chance on him because he wasn't a name, and because a president of a club hires Troy Lassane and he doesn't work out, they get fired. They hire Eric, they hire a famous, you know, ex-famous player X Y Z, and that doesn't work out. Then they're like, hey, you know, I hired so and so, and and that's not right, you know. And we need to create a platform for people to develop uh, and we need to believe in people. And so my belief in Troy grew over that two hour call. He flew out the hottest day of the year. Um, and, but you know, he, I just saw his work ethic. I saw his intensity. Um, we, he's a great human being. Um, we get along and I realized we're going to spend a lot of time together. I better like this guy. And, and uh, you know, so far so good. And kind of jumping off of that question, when we talked to Troy uh, in, in episode one, we asked him kind of about the chip on the shoulder, um, not just for him, although including him, but we've got several players who maybe didn't work out in another place. They were rejected from another place. You know, Devin in Atlanta, Kavon in Phoenix, uh, Santi in Bethlehem. You know, these are guys who maybe were told, ah, it's not going to work here. Does that chip on the shoulder, do you think that contributes to the early success? And you, I mean, is that something you like to see? Well, I would just say... Um I think we all got a chip on our shoulder. I know Troy does. Mm -hmm. I know I do. I think you guys do. No one. Who are you guys to do a supporters group that that's that you know already is one of the strongest in the league and will be when when you're done. And I think this whole state has a chip on its shoulder mm -hmm. because we've been told no, we've been rejected, and and we should be selected. And so, of course, we're going to have a team that represents our state, and that's full of people with a chip on their shoulder. I can't think of a single player. And there that hasn't been slighted um, and uh, across the board. I mean, not a single person um, that uh, for some, you know, that doesn't have something to prove. And that shows that's why this team represents not just a great team. It represents New Mexico, mm -hmm. the grit, the grind. Yeah, we have a lot of yellow cars. Well, guess what? We're sticking up for our players. We're um, chippy. I like we're it. We're chippy. We're, we're, you know, we're taking some good fouls. We're not, we're not cheap shot, shot uh, artists. Um, but we're not going to back down, and um, and uh, you know, a lot of these teams have some are physically bigger than us. Yet, yet you know that doesn't stop us. Yeah, it's fantastic. I think I'm one of the taller team players that's not on the team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got another question from Adam v uh, Velarde. He asks, um, "How long was the team in the works before the official announcement came out?" Yeah, I, I think that um, you know, for me personally, um, on it, I. I after finishing up at Thornburg and taking some time off and spending time in a coffee shop, we actually, uh, the whole family moved to Barcelona for a year. And so we put the kids in school there um, and spent just spent some time really just in trying to enjoy, enjoy life. And so uh, one of the things in going to the Barcelona games is, as I saw, you know, what that 
what that team, you know, meant to, to the city. Um, and actually, I saw what it looked like when there were 100,000 flags being waved, <laughs> and I remembered that. So um, there you go. You know, if you want to know how that all came about. Um, and so it kind of stuck with me. When I, when I came back to the States, you know, the first thing I actually did was, was work with Meow Wolf and really work um, on the expansion into Las Vegas. And I spent about four months straight on that. But while I was doing that, I was kind of thinking, what's next? What's next? And that's where I started thinking about that team, which was which would really go back, I'd say, eighteen months, you know, ago. And but it wasn't, you know, to probably about a year, fourteen months ago that it was, hey, you know, we're gonna do this team. And there was a couple boxes I had to check, and we had to check. We had to have a place to play. Isotopes Park was the only place that was really gonna fit the needs of of what we wanted to do. So we were able to get uh, get that uh, completed. Uh, we, we were able to get the league to award us a franchise, and we were able to put together a local ownership group that really believed in what we were doing and why we were doing it. And it wasn't based on spreadsheets. It was based on being a positive agent of change. And so when those things came together, um, we moved forward and, and uh, have been working full-time on this um, nonstop for about 14 months. And you mentioned the, the bid for a USL franchise. Now, initially, uh, I want to say 2017, the, the Albuquerque Soul uh, had looked into that bid, and, and they actually had presented a, a stadium plan to to uh, to the city of Albuquerque. Were there conversations that you had with the Soul? To, uh, because it, it seems as though fans are supporting both. Yeah, I mean, I give the soul a lot of credit, um, Ron Patel and Larry Espinosa, uh, you know, as the leaders of that locally, um, and they they did a great job uh, with that, and I think they did lay a lot of the the groundwork um, that allowed us to check some boxes and and not have to talk about hypotheticals. Right. Um, and so that being said, we also knew that what we wanted to do was create a, a, a different platform, um, and this was going to be a professional team and not a professional team that was affiliated with another team that Santi scores. Imagine if Santi scored those goals and the next day he got called up to another team. I I, I love the fact that we are independent. I can tell you that. I, and I've, I've seen, sure, there are benefits to being, uh, I guess what you would call a feeder team or a two team. Um, you know, you can potentially get some of the players coming down from the MLS uh, club to our club, but God, independence for me is, is, is so much better. I, I, I don't have to worry about you know, somebody getting called up, a player that you love, you get him on the back of your shirt and then the next day he's gone. That, right. that, that would talk about destroying unity. That would, that would kill it. And this is uh, something that's been talked about a lot on social media recently. Like Santi's going to go, Santi's going to leave. He's, he's doing too good. And you addressed it. He, Santi's here for the year. He's, he's ours. He's independent. He's New Mexico United. So enjoy him. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's enjoy this time. This is great. Yeah. They're all here. None of them are going anywhere. There, there are guys. Um, and by the way, you know, having a player coming from the MLS team down, that's not always such a benefit. I mean, think about it. Mm-hmm. You're practicing as a team all week. You're grinding it out all week. And then 24 hours before the game, a guy comes down and takes one of the starters' positions. Yeah. A guy who, and no, no fault of his own, has spent the whole week in a different locker room, is is on, a, on the MLS team, has to come down, so he's already not in the right headspace. Um, that's not a benefit for a team. I think that's a real hindrance. And and um, I, I don't want to say no and never. And Troy has complete control on the technical side. That was something we were we talked about. Uh, I made my signing debut with Devin Sandoval and, and uh, Troy Lesane, and then I've stepped back. Um, and uh, so it's not to say we couldn't get a player on loan, but, but that's sure. not really our philosophy. Our, our philosophy is we believe in the guys we have. These are our guys. These are the guys we want to finish the year with. And um, and I think I think they're gonna 
they're going to do great things uh, representing New Mexico. And I think there's a big difference between getting a player or two on loan and and again being a, a two team. You know, and yeah. and we're going to talk a little bit about this in our in our good, bad, and ugly. Uh, so I don't want to get too much into it, but uh, I think there's a big difference uh, between one and the other. Um, and it, as you said, it's it's really nice knowing that these are our guys. Um, you know, we've got, I think, what, 21, 22 guys on the roster, something like that. Um, and there are guys. And, you know, again, maybe we if, if we bring in a player or two throughout the season, great. Um, but we know that these are our guys. These are the guys we're rolling with. Um, and you know what? It's been a great start. So let's keep rolling with them. It's been fun. That's right. And we've done a lot of things to really, first of all, this this the city of Albuquerque, the state of New Mexico has really made these guys feel at home. I mean, the rece- not just the reception in the stands, but when they go to the high schools in the reception, the fact that, you know, they're getting stopped in the coffee shop and asked for autographs, that's not happening in a lot of these cities. A lot of these cities have five or six other sports teams. These guys are really an afterthought. Um, and here um, they have the ability to be exactly what they should be, professionals, role models, and they deserve – it's not – they deserve – that reception we gave them on opening night they've earned it these guys are phenomenal soccer players pros they've dedicated their lives so so um you know they many of them live at one central downtown um and they they when they're not at work training or going to games they're eating and socializing in our downtown albuquerque community um and and so they're part of this and i think some of these guys are going to be with us um for the rest of their careers all right you got any more questions? Yeah, wanna... we have a few. Yeah. Let's just rapid fire through yeah, a couple of these real quick. Um, let's go with there, – there's been several questions. Jerry, Jonathan, there's been a ton of people asking about speculation on a home field, a home stadium. <laughs> hey, hey. Is there anything that you can say, any thoughts that you might have that can – Yeah, I mean, we're, we got to get one, right? I mean, yep. Isotope's amazing. Great people. You know, the city of Albuquerque, Isotope's have been phenomenal in putting us in that park. We're going to need to be there for a couple of years, but let's look. We need our feel. We need to. We need to have a place that is uh, built for us and by us, and um, and that's going to be a goal. I've just been laser focused on the the start of the season, getting this activated, and, the, and seeing what the response is. The fact that people are showing up in numbers, all it does is create more more momentum to get a, a great home field. So we want to build it, and we want to we want to make it um, not just the best in New Mexico. We want to make it the best in the country. Uh, Tito wants to know what clubs do you follow? New Mexico United every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Andrew wants to know if there's any news on the U.S. Open Cup. Oh yeah, it's I coming. Like that. So, and uh, I've we talked a little bit about this last week. So it's it's in stages from what I'm able to gather. And I, I have not followed the U.S. Open Cup prior to this year, so I'm a bit of a newbie to it. Um, so it's in stages. So if I if I recall correctly, the the amateur teams start earlier. Um, and essentially kind of work their way. And as you go from one stage to the next, uh, kind of the higher level teams are in that next stage. Is that accurate? That's right. Like think of like the NCAA with the play-in round. Right. But think of like 12 play-in rounds. So if you're just if you're just 12 guys and, and, and you want to put a team together and you want to pay the check, you know, that you get your team in there. But it, what happens is you start at the very, very beginning, single elimination. And and then as as it progresses, uh, different levels come in, and so what will happen in May is that you know that the PDL, the D- Division Four, you know, um, will come in, uh, and they'll be playing amateur teams, which then, is USL League Two now, correct? Yes, so okay. USL League Two. So the Soul, the Soul are in that league. Then USL League One will come in, 
Uh, and then the USL uh, Championship League will come in, with the exception of the two teams. They don't participate. So Atlanta, too, and you know, won't be there, for example. Um, and so there's a really good chance our first game is against an amateur team. You know, could be a team from Colorado, Tucson. Um, and they try and make those regional to start. Is that accurate? They do. They try to keep it the, the travel down and, and local. Uh, and then maybe we have one or two of those games, and we play maybe another USL team, and then then we play an MLS team, and we beat some MLS teams. And the beauty is, I can't wait. I just can't wait to we're playing an MLS team that wants to beat us, mm-hmm. and we beat them. Yep, you know, and right, I'm ragged. I'm not. I'm not yeah, I mean, when we go and we get to play LAFC in a game that LAFC is trying to win, and, and New Mexico United wins, then everybody's going to know that we've got the platform. That, that we need to show that what who we are, what we can do, and how we do it. And that is going to be a sweet moment, and that is what we're going for. We're going to win a, trying to win a cup in the USL Championship. I want to win a Lamar Hunt Open Cup, yep. crown us the best team, and we'd go to CONCACAF, and we'd be playing Guadalajara in a game that Guadalajara wants to win. Mm-hmm. And so we have the ability, if you win CONCACAF, you go to Club World Cup, now you're playing Barcelona, Madrid, Liverpool in a game that they want to win, and the winner of the Club World Cup is the best team in the world. Yep. That's how you get to say you're world champions. So when New Mexico United, uh, I was going to say beats Tottenham, but they won't get that far. Uh, so when New Mexico United beats, like, uh, I don't know, say uh, a Liverpool, that'd be fun. Yeah, I think I'd be all right with that. I'd go to that game. Yeah, I think I'd go. I think, I, I think it'd be fun. We can bring bring the curse, bring Big Bertha out to to Anfield. That'd be, that'd be, a, that'd be a blast. I don't know, cocking a ball or something. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got well, that in there. Look, if Wonderful. anyone if anyone ever talks about this being minor leagues, just go use that example. Yes. Right. I mean, AAA baseball teams don't play the Yankees in the World Series. That's we right. can play. There's a platform for us to play Liverpool, and and uh, and we can dream big, and and we can just we can strive for that. No ceiling. And to that end, I, I've noticed a lot on social media, and it's something that I wanted to address. Everybody's talking about, not everybody, I've, I've seen a couple people talking about, oh man, it would be, you know, we're going to do so well. We're going to, we're going to become an MLS team. That's, that's, that's not, that's, that's not how this works. Um, and, and Pete, feel free to add in, obviously, you know more about this than I do, but we, we're a USL team. Um, we don't need to be an MLS team. Uh, frankly, just personally, I prefer the USL. I prefer the quality of play. I prefer having multiple tiers. There's the potential for promotion and relegation between the three USL tiers. And this league is expanding and building, frankly, like we're not seeing in the MLS. There's some expansion and some building in the MLS, but not nearly to the level. This is a growing league. I, I 10 days out of 10, I'll take the USL over the MLS. Yeah, I, I think that's awesome. We... Every, here's what we need to know. We can do everything we want to do on the USL platform, mm-hmm. uh, being in the Championship League. We were in the, We can compete for an Open Cup. And by the way, before you think I'm just like you know smoking something in here, uh, two years ago, Cincinnati USL team mm-hmm. got to the semifinals in the Open Cup after beating MLS teams, lost in a shootout. They're one kick from being in the finals of the Open Cup. Anybody can win any game on any given day. Mm-hmm. And then they're in CONCACAF. It's not... I'm not trying to set expectations of that. That's obviously a you know a storybook um, you know ending for them. But but guys, we can do it with this platform. We can do everything we want, and the level of soccer is super high. These got you know we're watching amazing players in in, in their prime. I, I don't know what else you want. No, I wholeheartedly agree. Yes, sir. All right, let's get to uh, the good, the bad, the ugly of the week. Yeah, and just like we really like to do, we'll start with the ugly and the bad, just to get those out of the way. And on the we positive end with notes. the good. We end with the good. So, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go I, first? I, I, you know what? I'll go first. All right. And uh, my ugly is 
very local, and it is the coverage that New Mexico United got after a win, a road win from a local newspaper. Rhymes with Schmalba, Schmirky, Schmirnal. Yes, a urinal or something. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, this is such a fantastic thing going on. There's there's, there's two pro teams in town, and and they're both playing right now. So getting the coverage is, is I mean, should be a no-brainer. Yeah. And getting fragmented sentences. Yeah, can we get the, the Western Conference standings? I mean, that wouldn't be so tough. You don't need to put the East in there. We don't play the East. That's fine. But let's get the USL Western Conference standings in there and a little bit better coverage of the team. Come on. It's not that That's hard. All I'm asking. It's not that hard. It's not that much ink. All right, my ugly. Or Pete, do you want to go? <laughs> my ugly? I'll just say uh, I'll give you a personal ugly. My personal ugly was the 3.30 a.m. Uh, wake-up call in Tacoma to go catch the bus, <laughs> to go catch that Southwest flight. But uh, it was... It's a little bittersweet because we, uh, with the three points, there was uh, still a little uh, hop in everybody's step. That's what I was going to ask. Is it easier to do after a win? I'm sure. Oh yeah. All right. So my ugly uh, was something we've already touched a little bit on. Uh, Tacoma uh, played their game, and not our game, but shortly after, I think on Monday. Yeah, on Monday they played against San Antonio or Sacramento. Sacramento. They Sacramento. played against Sacramento, um, and they got six players, six players from Seattle. Uh, just I want to say a day or two beforehand. Um, and Tacoma, a team that hadn't started off all that well, can completely transform that team um, and and win a game uh, against against Sacramento. And, and frankly, I, I don't like that Seattle can just send six players down and then Tacoma can immediately start those six players. Um, I, I don't think it's fair to the opponent. Um, Pete, we were talking a little bit about this beforehand, mm. um, but I just... I don't think it's right. I think there needs to be some sort of regulation, whether it be uh, on a time frame. So if, if if I send you players, you need to wait three or four days or a week before you can use them or on the number of players. I can't send you six players. I can send you two or something like that. Yeah, I, I think I think it's just it's just tough. You've got you got two different agendas mm-hmm. and you've got teams like us and other teams like Sacramento. Great, great example where. You know they they've built a great franchise and winning's important and it means a lot. And then you've got uh, an MLS team that is trying to develop homegrown players, trying to develop. They're they're thinking uh, about their best interest, and that that's the rubber doesn't meet the road there. And so ultimately, you know I think what you've seen is some of the two teams have dropped down to to USL one, so mm-hmm. Toronto, Orlando, Dallas. Um, I think you'll see others, and I think ultimately. Um, There'll, there'll be more of that, and I think that will just make the championship uh, division that much stronger. We were, I was listening to uh, the USL show, our friends over at the USL show a few weeks ago, and they were talking about something like this. Uh, I think it was with regard to to Phoenix getting a couple players uh, mm-hmm. uh, sent to them from LAFC. Um, and one or two of the people on there, I don't remember who it was, uh, was calling for all of the two teams to be in, in League One and have the championship be entirely independent teams. Do you think that's something that makes sense? I, I do. I You know, I think... I think it's going to serve the two teams better. Um, they're going younger with their players. I don't think it serves them. I mean, you, you look at the end of the year, a lot of these two teams are going to be at the bottom of the standings. Not all of them. Some do a good job. but And they have trouble drawing in a lot of the cases as well. Nobody, New York Red Bulls had nobody there. They don't come. They win two. It doesn't. How do you develop someone when you're two and 28? Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think that's good. Uh, so ultimately, I think that they could do that in the – in in USL one, they could still accomplish everything they want to accomplish. Um, 
And you know, I mean, think about it. Come playoff time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you have a team maybe finishes in eighth, ninth, tenth place as a two team, and then all of a sudden they bring down, you know, six, seven strong players, and that would infuriate me to run. no end if I was playing against them. But, yeah, so we'll have we we'll just you, you deal with the cards that you dealt, um, and uh, there's there's no crying crying in soccer, right? Right. That's okay. The old so we we have to be ready to play uh, and play at a high level every game and. And whatever's dealt, uh, whatever what, whatever's in front of us, we're going to deal with it. All right, RJ. All right, I'm going to have to punt because that's what I had as my bad. Okay. All right, I'll go. <laughs> Pete, you want to do your bad or I can do mine? Go ahead. All right. Go so ahead. my bad uh, tomorrow uh, is opening night uh, for the Isotopes. By the time you actually hear this, probably it'll be today. Uh, I am going to that game. It'll be fun. I like going to the Isotopes games. I have a good time there. Uh, they've got some new food options, and most of them sound really great. One of them is terrifying. Uh, it's called the Tumbleweed Burger. Uh, it is, it's a burger um, served on a green chili bun. So far, sounds great, right? Yeah. Cheeseburger yeah, on a green chili bun. So I'm in. I think it's got like ghost yeah. pepper cheese or something like that. Sounds really great. And then you top it all off with red chili cotton candy. Huh. What? Come on. I, first of all, putting cotton candy on a burger, no. Just No. And then spicy cotton candy? I was reading somebody describing it, and they said it, it just gets in your nose and it's so hot. And they were trying to, to like, sell that to me. And I was like, no. <laughs> That's, I, 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 no. So I'm, I'm a big no on the Tumbleweed Burger. Um, but they do have that, that uh, they've got a burger with fried chicken on it and then gravy, and it's all in a biscuit. I'm all about that. Yes, Absolutely. I did see the elote dog. Yes, that is going to be something that I'm going to try to have to try. But I mean, you can't knock this tumbleweed burger until you've tried it. No, I will I not mean, try it. I'm sorry, David. I'm, it's I'm, red chili. I love red chili. Candy. You know, I love red chili, you, and I yeah. and cotton candy's fine. But red spicy cotton candy. No, let's, let's just try it. Let's try it. No. Yeah, I'm with RJ on this one, David. I think you got to get uncomfortable, and I think you got to get out of the routine. You know, maybe maybe like put your left slipper on before the right one morning, <laughs> and uh, and just like take a chance and, and just get in there and take a bite. They've got some great new items on the menu. Like like you said, the elote dog. I mean, I think every single thing they put on the menu this year, except for that, I'm all about. Just not this one. Just not. Ah. I mean, sell me the the cotton candy. The, well, just, I might just take that. Now, people would buy red chili cotton candy. I wouldn't. I don't want spice cotton candy. But I bet you people would buy that by itself. Bet you they would. Throw it on a burger. might be delicious. All right. All right. All right. Let's get. Let's end it on a high note here. Pete, did you have a bad or did you want to go right into the good? Oh, boy. I, I think on the bad, I, <clears throat> if I'm just keeping it simple, I just feel I feel bad for the, for the guys that have been injured so far yeah. and also uh, for the guys that have been uh, waiting on visa, visa issues. So, um, you know, I, I know that they're dying to, to get out there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Injuries have hurt us, uh, and again, I think you, as you mentioned, you know those are compounded when we have the visa issues because it makes us a, a more shallow team, um, and, and hopefully those are all resolved soon. We we really hope so. Yeah. All right, uh, going to go into the good, RJ. Let's get the good in. Uh, so my good is for the first time in New Mexico United history, mm-hmm. the boys battled back from adversity, being yep. down in the second minute, and they mm-hmm. came out kicking. It, it felt like after they got down. That it was a different team. They were a little chippier. They were going after. They were attacking. A couple, a couple of the attacks just 
were there that were called back. I don't know if there's one that I know for sure should have been a goal. Mm -hmm. uh, another one that could have been, and they kept attacking though. Uh, Kavan had some, like we talked about earlier, snake bitten moments in the game, and and he kept going. He did not give up. He didn't put his head down. He just kept going, and finally paid off with the winning goal in the 77th minute. So. That's my good, is the boys coming back from adversity. I think it would have been really easy for us to get deflated, for our guys to get deflated at that point. I mean, again, as a team that has never trailed, to come out and immediately trail in the game, second minute. I think it would have been really, really simple, really, really easy for the guys to put their heads down. And they didn't. That was beautiful to see. It was it was a blast. And again, I'm, you had that perspective in the stadium. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was a great a great team win. Wasn't, wasn't always the best and prettiest, but man, just to fight... Uh, to keep fighting and like you know sometimes you know when you you're hitting the post and it's offsides and this and that eventually you just as an athlete you know as a team you just can wear down you can just say it's not our night and then and then everything just changes and they didn't do that and uh, they didn't do it and we got that we got exactly what we came for mm -hmm. the three points and so uh, to, to that end that one shot Santi had this beautiful shot from the left side of the box just, I mean, and it's not, it wasn't even just the post, it was the inside of the post. It bounces back out, comes out to a couple different players, and then I think it was Solly who had a really great shot and a fantastic save by the Tacoma goalkeeper after that. And, and again, that's an opportunity where you could have just put your head down. It's like, damn, like you said, Pete, it's, it's not, not our fun. night. Yeah. Um, and they didn't, and they kept pushing, and, and as you said, they got the three points. Pete, you got a good for us, or I can go? You Let's say you end it. Oh, boy. All right. Look, I'm glad it's the end of the uh, of the podcast because I'm going to look like a, such a kiss-ass, and uh, you would have thought I said this in the beginning to get easy <laughs> supporter group questions, but um, I am going to say the good is, is you guys, the curse being what you guys have done um, without really um, a blueprint to follow, to not only just create the supporters group, but to perfectly capture the energy that you guys have captured um, for for the state, for the city, uh, and 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 to bring that level of energy into the stadium and set the tone, um, that's exactly uh, what I would consider good. Well, thank you, and and I think it's important to point out, and I think RJ and I point this out every opportunity we have, is that it is truly a, a team effort, and by team effort we mean hundreds of people. Uh, I mean, people getting together to put together TIFO, people getting together just to scream their heads off at, at matches, people getting together to come together and build that camaraderie at tailgate parties and bars and bars. And yeah, yeah. it's I mean, it, it really is. It's it's a it's team effort doesn't do it justice. It's community effort. Yeah. Um, and it's it's so great to see. It's been fun. It's I'll just say it's actually more than that. It's a lot of work. <laughs> and uh, the, the amount of work you guys did on the TIFO, uh, which was a late request <laughs> by, by some lunatic um and um but it's it's a lot of work it's a lot of planning just it, it's it looks like a good time because it is it's, it's the blast. best time you can have but but there's a lot of work that goes into that curation to setting it up so hats off to rj david everybody else andrew um everyone in that group uh and everyone who is to come and if you haven't if you're not part of the curse if you don't if you if you're curious just come sit in the supporter section. Yeah, we're general game. admission. Yeah, just come on down. And if you don't like it, you can leave. Come on over. You come sit with me. But <laughs> just come check it out because the energy you're going to feel there. I spend the first five minutes and five seconds um, of every game with the curse, um, and it's not just symbolic. It's because that's how I'm feeling. I, I'm feeling that energy with you guys and. Uh, I love to stay the whole game there, um, and uh, so I'm, I'm jealous for everybody who gets to sit down there. So go check it out. Go be a part of it. You guys are super welcoming, great group, and 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 uh, I just say 
go do it. Yeah. To that, thank you, thank you. And to yeah, that end, we really we're, we're doing some road trips coming up. By the way, uh, we are doing uh, Colorado Springs. El Paso. Uh, we are doing El Paso. Las Vegas. And we're doing Las Vegas. So join us on those as well. Uh, we're working on getting uh, blocks of tickets for all three of those for Curse members. Uh, come have fun with us. Uh, we'll be loud and rowdy on the road like we did in Phoenix. And we'll get some playoff tickets too. Oh, well, yeah. A U.S. <laughs> Open Cup against some MLS squads, some playoff games. It'll be great. Um, so my good uh, is, is, a, is a really awesome possibility that we have. Obviously, we've got we've got one more away game against RGV this weekend. Um we have the possibility after this long road trip to come home undefeated. I mean, if you had said before this road trip that we would come home without a loss, I would have signed up immediately. Um, the the potential to come home after this long road trip to to our home stadium, to our place where we know we are loud and rowdy and rabid, and it's our atmosphere that we create at elevation. To be able to come home after all that, still unbeaten. That is an awesome opportunity, and that's a credit to Coach Lesane and Zach and Brandon and the coaching staff and the team and the players are putting in all that work. Uh, the just the possibility if they can win this weekend and come home undefeated, damn, that sets things up really nicely moving forward. Yeah, and I I cannot wait to see that crowd for uh, April thirteenth. I just cannot wait to see how many thousands of people showing up for that April thirteenth game. And, and the tickets are going. So if you haven't got your tickets yet, you should uh, definitely check out NewMexicoUnited.com uh, mm-hmm. and get some tickets because uh, from last I saw, there was over six thousand tickets already gone. So yeah, yeah it's it's going to be crowded um, and loud and and come on out and support and um, come come check it out. So for you know for everyone that's gotten a season ticket, thank you. Couldn't it, you know that's the lifeblood of the team for all the corporate sponsors for people that have come to a game thinking about coming to a game great and thank you and and if someone you know isn't able to come to a game just listen to this podcast liking something on Instagram that that you're also a part of it so yeah uh, I, you know I think we come back uh, undefeated it just adds to the element uh, yep. I'm not sure what the the uh, what you know which team in the history of the USL has gotten off to the best start and had gone the longest without a without, without a loss without a loss um, knock on wood knock on everything so, in this room <laughs> but but um you know we're going to we're going to try to break whatever record that is too yeah and when we come back it's against uh, Real Salt Lake it's a four corners cup match as well add a little bit of extra intrigue to that uh, and I know that the trophy is is nearing completion as well hey, uh, hey. so that's going to be fun uh, to to get out there as well so that's pretty cool all right. I think that's it for this episode, uh, episode three. Peter, thank you so much for spending the time with us. We you really guys are awesome, it. and thanks for having me on. Thanks for uh, in, in, you know, indulging me here, and, and thanks for everyone that put, a, put some questions in. The passion that everyone is putting in, you know, whether it's these questions or, or anything, is just it is real, and, it's, and it's, it's tangible and palpable, and it's impacting the players. Just know that. They're talking about it. You're, you're, you're raising their level of excitement and their sense of responsibility. So everything everybody is doing is working. We just, we just keep, we're just going to keep at it, and there's no limit to where we can go. All right, Pete, thank you so much again. Uh, this, is, uh, this has been the CurseCast. RJ, you want to take us out? Yeah, just real quick, we got a few people to thank uh, for, for helping the CurseCast get off uh, get on the air, I guess. Uh, Star Bros Brewing, your official home for the Curse Viewing Parties. Visit them, 700 San Antonio Drive. That's uh, I-25 in San Antonio. Uh, 15% off when you show your Curse card anytime, except for happy hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, David and I took 
advantage of that today again yes, we pre-show did. that's kind of our pre our pre-game our pre-show ritual is to go over and uh grab a, a beer and some food at star brothers and speaking of those watch parties i want to throw this out there uh for all you folks we've been having our fantastic watch parties at star brothers for every away game we are expanding uh we we have uh we've got a lot of people and so we are now in two spots in albuquerque we are at star brothers brewing company and we will be for all of our away games and now also at Rio Bravo Brewing. So if you're in the area, you want to come over, uh, it's going to be an exciting and fun event there as well. And uh, we've been talking to some of the folks over there. Uh, they're going to soon, in the next hopefully couple weeks, they're getting a giant, a big-ass projector to put on their big-ass beer garden in the back, and they're going to show all the games there. They're going to have the audio going loud. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So watch parties at Star Brothers and Rio Bravo for every away game from here on out uh, for New Mexico United. It's going to be a lot Rio of fun. And Rio Bravo Brewing, 1912 2nd Street, <laughs> there you second go. and I-40. So we got you on both interstates covered. <laughs> uh, also, thanks to 101.7 The Team, ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team, your home for Dodger baseball and Lobo baseball all season long. Uh, we're part of the beautiful game network, home to several MLS, Premier League, and USL podcasts. And special thanks to the Noms. Yeah, those local guys. We love them. David, uh, see you next week, man. I'll see you next week. Somos Unidos. We are united. We are the United.